we have a great Moms with Moxie podcast, and I'm here with the delightful Tina Gill, who has um, some wonderful experiences and stories to share with us. Hi, Tina. Hi. All right, so here's my first question I'd like to ask all my Moms with Moxie. What do you love about homeopathy? Oh, good God. <laughs> what don't I love is going to be easier to answer. What I love about homeopathy primarily is that it's giving me my power back. Mm -hmm. I've always been a healthy and a productive, proactive woman and considered, you know, fit and healthy. And all of a sudden, my body went haywire. And I don't know what, you know, to exactly point the finger at. It could have been menopause. Uh, but I experienced anaphylaxis that put me in the hospital three times in 90 days. And it just threw me in a no man's land where I thought I had lost my power and through homeopathy, I've been given my power back, my health and happiness and joy and hope. Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me that you were so scared when, cause it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Yes. I mean, we know better. We know that, you know, everything we did leading up to it, the antibiotics or whatever was kind of setting the, the foundation for this to come. But but you were waiting for death. You were so scared. Oh my goodness, yes. Because I lived on almonds and was popping almonds in my mouth one morning, like to the tune of 30 or 40, because it was going to hold me over to lunch. And I was on a two hour car ride to my daughter's house. And that was going to uh, be, you know, my breakfast. And all of a sudden I started blowing up and itching and, and then uh, having a hard time breathing. And I look in the mirror and realize I'm in anaphylaxis. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the fear of dying alone in my car was overwhelming. And so I dial 911 and I get a gentleman that leads me to the nearest ambulance and I miss the road to the ambulance, but I could see it on the other side of a cornfield and just drove my car through a cornfield to get to that ambulance. I jump out of my car, I hand them my keys and say, I'm having an allergy reaction. And they just looked at me and said, no kidding. Oh my and gosh. yes, they threw me in the ambulance. They rushed me to the emergency Did room. Did they have, you know, like epi stuff, whatever? Yeah. Actually, I was really shocked. We had to have someone meet us halfway to the uh, emergency room with Benadryl to oh shoot me to get me to the emergency room. It was that close and that scary. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I like, get it. Don't ambulance have like Tylenol, Advil, Benadryl? Like, isn't that like standard? <laughs> I guess not. Oh my gosh. Well, not, in, not in my situation, it wasn't. You know, here's the thing. I've always felt like before homeopathy, yeah, I, I just have my, you know, I just, I'm just 911. I live in this wonderful country of the United States, 911. I'm just one ambulance right away and the ambulance will help us. Yeah. But this goes to show that, no, <laughs> you yeah. need to be prepared and have an alternate plan at all times. You know, and that also leads me to my message. I want to convey that I used to live in fear to where, what if there was a natural, a national catastrophe? And all of a sudden, you can't get your medicine anymore. Yep. Because prior to homeopathy, 
I was living on synthetic drugs. Mm -hmm. I went through that path of two shots a week for three years, having to sit in the allergist's office in case I had a reaction. I lived on Singular and an inhaler and no spray and Zyrtec and cortisone cream, wow. you know, just to function, to be able to breathe. Mm -hmm. And before I got that kind of care, I used to have to sit up and sleep because if I laid down, I couldn't breathe. If I would laugh, I sounded like I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. It was horrible and embarrassing. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it affects the quality of your life. But now I have homeopathy and I, I have my own pills. I don't have to buy them from a, a doctor or wait on a prescription. I don't have to live with an EpiPen or take Singular and go to my doctor every three months to get my new prescriptions. It's so freeing mm -hmm. and it's empowering. And I want the world to know that you don't have to accept what modern medicine is telling you that there is no cure for food allergies, that it isn't understood. There is a cure and it is correctable. Mm -hmm. Don't settle for, for, you know, what modern medicine is telling you and being a prisoner to six medicines a day just to exist. Well, and, you know, you bring up a good point. You know, the reason we have to get those drugs from doctors is because they're highly toxic. And it's like, it's like this domino effect. You got to go to the doctor because the drugs are toxic. If you, if you do it wrong, I mean, you know, if you overdose or whatever, you need to have that prescription, those instructions. So you have to go to the doctor because they're toxic, you take them, it won't cure you, then you have to keep going back and you have this codependent relationship with something that is just making you worse and worse and worse. And so you're right. It is, I mean, you said from the beginning, it gave you your power back and there it well, is, you're free from that relationship. I have a husband who wants to travel to exotic islands and I was living in fear because I was afraid to get on an airplane. What if I consumed something in the airport before we left that I didn't know I was allergic to and I was waiting to blow up and die in front of my husband? That's yeah. how paralyzing my life became. Yeah. From being the healthy one and the caretaker in the family to crying and weeping because I had no control over my body anymore and it was a matter of time before I died. Yep. You felt like, like a hypochondriac almost. I, I did. Oh, most definitely. And That's never in my idea. life did I understand hypochondria until I went through this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fear of, fear of any illness, you know, yeah. kind of popping up. And also just kind of that, you know, I, I experienced similar things with my body where it kind of started popping crazy things out of nowhere. Then you kind of feel like, well, what else is around the corner? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If oh. this got me by the throat, what else is around the corner? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how long have you been doing homeopathy? Well, I'm on uh, about 14 months down the road, and I'll never forget the first time I met Joette, and she said, this might take a year, you know, for your body to react. And I can remember thinking, a year? I need help now. Mm -hmm. So I'm just in awe that I'm 14 months or 13 months down the road, and, and I'm, and I'm everything she said I could be. Right. It went right. so quickly, but you got to get started or it's never going to happen for you. Right. If at the beginning of the journey, it feels like it's going to be a year is forever. But then when you're on the other side of it, you're like, no, that was worth it. It's fine. Here I am. Well, and I took synthetic drugs for two decades. Wow. 
you know, and I was living by my doctor. I, I, you know, to be able to function and to stay alive, I had to listen to everything he said. And I was so codependent. And now I'm free again. So it is so worth it. Two decades on synthetics, one year on homeopathy. Right. No brainer. Right. How long before you were able, like you, did you stop your, your medications cold turkey? or oh, no. <laughs> no, I was afraid. Um, what I did was I took homeopathy faithfully. I mean, like clockwork. I would say I was 99% true to whatever I had to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, wasn't easy at first. You know, any change is difficult. Uh, primarily, you can't eat 15 minutes before the remedy or 15 minutes after. And if you're taking multiples, that's that's a big chunk of the day in the morning and again at night. Right. Uh, but again, well worth it. Small price to pay for your life. Um, but a- after being on homeopathy for six months, what I started to do was to wean off my synthetic drugs. And I, instead of taking a whole singular every day, I would cut it in half. And take mm-hmm. a half a singular for a month. Instead of two puffs of my inhaler, I would take one. And then the next month, instead of taking a half every other day, I took a half or a half every day. I took a half every other day. Right. So I wean myself off gradually. I I started you know one month doing it uh, half doses. The second month I did every uh, uh, every other day half doses. And then the third month, I didn't take any just to see how I would feel. And I didn't have any of the symptoms that wanted me to go back to the synthetic drugs. And I've been synthetic free for seven months now. That's amazing. And and usually, Joette wants you to, and you probably were, working with your doctor to kind of wean off of those medications safely. Well, he kept writing out prescriptions because, you know, sadly in our society, our doctors, it is so, you know, such a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. These doctors get a kickback for the meds that they're writing. So this man knows how many meds he's writing to me every month and how much money he can expect from those meds. And so he's writing me prescriptions left and right, and I'm not filling them. And he's a personal friend of the family's. I mean, he was at my 50th birthday party. Okay. He doesn't go away, nor do I want him to. But I mean, he has, you know, his eyes on me. Right. And I have tried to express to him homeopathy, and he doesn't want anything to do with it. He won't read it. He won't discuss it with me. He won't entertain it. And so I'm taking, uh, you know, things into my own hands and doing things naturally because Paola, it got to the point where I would inhale my albuterol and it would hurt my lungs. And I knew I didn't want it in my body. It's not the route I wanted to take. And so by getting rid of that and not having breathing problems by taking my homeopathy, I, I thought I'm never going back to synthetic drugs unless I break an arm or get right. in a car accident and, and it's necessary. Life-saving heroic situations. So how yeah. did your doctor feel about this? Well, he wasn't, he, he was, he wouldn't come right out and say he was upset with me. He decided to approach it like this. He said to me during one visit, normal uh, doctor's visit, four times a year I go in, he said, I got to tell you three reasons why doctors kick patients out of their practice. Uh And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, here it comes. He said, number one, they don't 
uh, take their prescriptions. Number two, they don't do what the doctor tells them to do. And number three, they, they don't attend their doctor's appointments. And I just flat out looked at him and said, you know, doctor, if you feel a need to kick me out of your practice, it's okay. And he was started backpedaling. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about you. Mm -hmm. and, and so then we went on to another subject. Then he repeated it before I left. And I assured him if he felt a need to kick me out of his practice, the family would forgive him and it would be all right. Right, and right. He hasn't done that yet, but he is alluding to you're not taking your meds. I know it. You know it. And you need to start doing it. So I have a question, Tina. Shouldn't, shouldn't the conversation be like this? Oh, I noticed you're not taking your medications. Are you feeling better? <laughs> shouldn't that be how the conversation... I mean, I've gone to doctors, some really great doctors that I said, you know, I want to take this or that anywhere. Actually, I, I can't say that because I was never really on any chronic medications. I was able to diet or whatever was my crutch for a long time. But, but I have, you know said to doctors, you know, I don't, you know, if I get feel better, like, I don't want to take this antibiotic or whatever. And they're always like, great. Yeah. If you can, if you can find, you know, but that's crazy. <laughs> I know you would think yes, because isn't he there to heal me? Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not taking them and I'm still living and breathing and not hacking and wheezing, he would right. notice. Right, 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 right. You know, we have proof. I mean, I have medical proof that this homeopathy has changed my health. I had elevated liver enzymes. Okay. I was always normal. He always considered me an athlete. For two decades, said uh, he didn't have anything to worry about with me. And now all of a sudden, my liver, liver enzymes are through the roof. And he just hits the desk and says, you can't have any more alcohol. And I'm like, doctor, I rarely drink. What are you talking about? And he said, well, you can't have any more. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that can't be the cause because I'm not a big consumer of any alcohol. Never really have been. You know, an occasional glass of wine, maybe two if I'm out, you know, at a wedding reception or something. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, you know, just said zero zip. And so I shared it with Joette and Joette gave me the protocol for healing my liver. And so I immediately went on that protocol and he then tested my liver and I was in the normal range. So I go from, you know, in September it being elevated to rechecking it again in December and it's through the roof. And I consult with Joette, and now we're in April, three months later after homeopathy, and now I'm perfectly normal. And you know what his response was? I told you you can't consume alcohol anymore, and mm -hmm. I never changed my alcohol consumption. I still have a, a periodic glass of wine here and there, and the only thing I did change, though, was my commitment to this new protocol for homeopathy. And I have blood work to show my levels. And those dates and those, you know, my uh, protocol that came to me via email with Joette on the date that shows, you know, my activity and how it affected me. What happened. So, so let's talk about those liver symptoms too. But, um, and I want to share the protocol that you're on as well. You had, um, so the, the liver enzymes were through the roof, right? Yeah. 
Correct. And you also said, talk about the symptoms that you could see without labs. Okay, I had no clue that my liver enzymes were up, but I did know that I was having pain in my ribs, like just underneath my breasts. Mm -hmm. It was in the back, in my back and in the front, and I didn't realize at the time, that's where your liver is located, right. and it's a very large organ. Mm -hmm. So I was having pain in my rib cage, in my liver region, and I was having unusually colored stool which is beige. Mm. So that always tells me something's going on in my system. I pay attention to that because I know that it's, it's telling me things. And so when I expressed those symptoms to Joette, she confirmed, yes, those are common for liver damage. Liver damage. Yeah. And then before you started the homeopathy, I think you, is this correct? You said your, your blood tests, they were really high. And then three months later, they went even higher. Yes, before and that, the was my, that was the liver blood enzymes. Okay, so how, you said you were on the protocol for three months and your, your levels went back to normal and your symptoms leveled out too. Correct. Okay, so would you mind sharing the protocol you were No, I'm, I'm happy to. I want everybody to take, you know, con constructive information to, uh, to take home with them. Okay, so for the liver protocol, it was the Chelidonium 6 taking two a day, and the milk thistle, five drops twice a day. Very good. And then for those of you who may not know, um, so milk thistle is the herbal tincture, right? Correct. And milk thistle is the common name for the herb, but in homeopathy, we use the Latin name, and it's, um, boy, I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce this right. It's Cardus Marianus mother tincture is how we say it. So if you ever need to buy a mother tincture, um, and it's, you just... I, I just always Google the Latin name and I write common name and then milk thistle pops up and then you buy that and then do the protocol for it. Yeah. And so it's so funny though that your doctor says, ah, well, see, I told you like he's, he has to take credit no matter what. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I knew. Yes. Thank you know, love him and respect him dearly. He used to be president Reagan's doctor. The man has seven degrees. He's, 85 years old, he's been right. practicing all his life, immense respect, but it's all about big pharma. It's right. all synthetics. Right. And you, you, I mean, I just, you know, I, I would be mad, boy, if I went to medical school to heal people with all these altruistic, starry-eyed goals, and, and then you realize that you have to get in bed with big pharma and there's no way to divorce from that, you know, well, I'm sure there's a way, there's plenty of doctors that find a way, but it's not easy, you know, yeah. I'd be, I'd be mad and I can understand he's, you know, getting close probably to retiring and he's set in his ways. So yeah, he is. He said he's not interested in learning anything new. In fact, when I addressed it with him, he said, that's a young man's journey. Right. Yeah. And you know, we are 5% of the world's population and we're taking 80% of the world's pharmaceuticals. Wow. That's a big red flag. That's not normal. That's not healthy. Say that again. It's we 5%. Are. The American population is 5% of the world's population. Okay. Yet the Americans take 80% of the world's pharmaceuticals. Wow. wow. Every other commercial on TV is for a, a synthetic drug. Well, and recently they came out with that, the research that's saying that we are not living as long as we used to. This is the first year ever that mm -hmm. our lifespan is decreasing. And I'm a firm believer it's the quality or lack of, lack of quality of our food source yep. and 
and you know, these vaccines and, and medications we're living on, all the side effects. I was thinking about your doctor, this old time doctor, you know, obviously the reason he doesn't want to change his, his ways is because it's worked for him in his practice in all these years. But guess what? Generation after generation has been affected with this and the new doctors coming on the market, I don't think they're going to stick with this. No. When you, when you know better, you do better. Right. Right. When you see it not working over and over again, and I think that's why Joette's mission is so important. This movement is a gift from God. It's long overdue and it is critical because I help a lot with my grandchildren's grade schools. I go in and I, I do crafts with them, you know, for the seasons. And I have to be very careful of what foods I bring in as treats because of all these food allergies. That's and right. I used to find them to be an annoying until I went through it. And now I have the utmost respect for wow. these food allergies. Wow. Yes. And so these kids are suffering. These moms and families are suffering. And, it, and I, I believe that 80% of it can be corrected. Right. No, I think you're right. It's maddening. It is. Well, speaking of food allergies, that's your other big condition yeah. that you are just so you know, ecstatic about, and I'm, I'm so happy for you too. So tell us about the food allergies. Now that story about you driving through that cornfield. I mean, that's terrifying. I'm just glad you're not allergic to corn as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, had I not found out homeopathy, that would have been next. I promise. Right. Oh, I bet you. Yeah. Well, when I had the anaphylaxis to the almond, my doctor started a series of blood tests to see what else I was sensitive to. Mm-hmm. And I am not kidding you. I became sensitive to everything to the point where my doctor said to me, you're going to have to live on air and water and laughed at me. And I just started to weep because I'm like, I, I, there were no answers for me. I was left to withdraw from society and, and just wait to die. During the blood testing, it shows that I am three times more sensitive to apples than I am to almonds. And almonds almost killed me three times. And that's interesting. I've seen that connection. People who can't handle almonds can't handle apples. And you had this little test that you did with the apple. Yes. Tell us about that. I knew I I was having a reaction to apples before I ever had the anaphylaxis to almonds because when I would go to put an apple to my lips to take a bite, my lips would automatically swell. And it wasn't normal. I didn't like it, so I put the apple down. And about three weeks later, I'd try it again in the same reaction. So just putting the skin of the apple to your lips caused it to swell up well. Correct. I didn't even have to bite into it or consume it, just coming in contact with it. And so when I got my blood results back that said I was three times more sensitive to apples than I ever was to uh, the almonds, I wasn't surprised, but then he started testing me for tomatoes to bananas to everything that I was eating on a daily basis. I mean, when you can't have tomatoes, you can't have salsa, pizza, spaghetti, ketchup. I mean, it's in everything in my diet anyway. So when I started homeopathy, he about Oh, I can't even remember. It was three to four months down the road. He sent me in for a blood test. And I asked if we could test the tomato and the apples again. And he said yes. And so we did that. And my 
results came down two thirds uh, on my sensitivity to the apples and cut in half to the sensitivity uh, to tomatoes. So you had been on homeopathy for three months and the apples dropped, the sensitivity of the apples dropped by two thirds and the tomatoes were cut in half. That's amazing. And you know, he never even commented. Wow. No, nope. he never even made notice that I was reversing it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't even. He's so mad. It, it just, you know, but it told me, you know, he's not interested. And this is something I have to pursue with another professional. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, that's, that's right. And, and thank and God it's out there. And thank yeah. God for the internet. That's how I found Joette. Yes. That's how I've, I've been able to pursue my education with homeopathy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. That's, I Googled some term. I mean, I, I thank God to this day that the words that came into my mouth, my head, and I typed it into my computer and up popped her good gut, bad gut class. I think I signed up for it like just a few days before it started. And that was how it hit all, how it all started. I typed in food allergies and on the sidebar came joeatcalibries.com. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And after reading, reading, reading in pages on the left side, I didn't, you know, like anything I was seeing or, or learning anything. It was all telling me that it was under, not understood and there was no cure for it. You wow. just have to abstain. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went to the right side and pursued Joette that I had hope again. And I was, I had fervor like no other. That's amazing. Okay, so now let's talk about where you're at right now, Tina. You're 14 months into your homeopathy stuff. And tell us how you first initially cautiously tested your food allergies again. Okay. Here. All right. I was making a dish for my husband to take into the office for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I always put apples in this dish. It was a chicken salad. And I took a cube of that apple and I stuck it underneath my lip, inside my lip, and left it there for five minutes. And then I took it out and threw it away. And I was extremely nervous and cautious in case my body had a reaction. But how are you ever going to know if you never test it again? Right. But my sense of confidence was so high that day. I had two EpiPens on the counter. I had oh my, my car keys with my a full tank of gas in, in the garage. I live a couple miles away from the emergency room and I was bold. I was healthy and alive and felt confident enough to try it and watch the clock for 20 minutes and I didn't have any symptoms. And I then got busy with something else. And before I knew it, it was an hour later and I'm standing, no, no symptoms. And I don't know that I'll ever just go get an apple and take a bite out of it again. But I know that if I accidentally eat apples, every now and then I will have like a sip of a juicy that has apple in it. Wow. You know, I want to keep my body introduced to it. The same with bananas, mm -hmm. you know, all these highly sensitive foods that I was tested for. Right. But I have to tell you, I recently accidentally consumed almonds in a restaurant. And I was with my in-laws and my husband and another couple. I have proof that this happened to me and consumed these almonds and 
started taking Mm -hmm. yes one m yes when i realized that i was consuming almonds i even showed it to my mother-in-law and she ate it and looked at it and confirmed it was almonds right and didn't have any symptoms and i was through the roof i mean (laughs) The weight of the world just lifted from my shoulders. The fog has had lifted. I was free again. It's wow. just, it's a miracle. I mean, for, for a week, I kept repeating myself to my husband. Can you believe I ate almonds? Can you believe I ate almonds? Well, then Paola, it happened again two weeks later. When oh we're gosh. at another restaurant, I order hot and spicy shrimp. Who would think that they would garnish it with almond slivers? And I take a bite of the shrimp. I'm enjoying it. I look down on the plate and I see almonds. And I'm and I had swirled that shrimp all around that garnish. I wanted mm-hmm. all that sweet and hot and spicy flavor. Right. Eating it, and I realized, oh my gosh, here I am again. So I I consume my apis, one m and no symptoms so twice in the last 30 days i've consumed almonds and had no symptoms so you were taking the apis when i'm kind of prophylactically so you because you weren't getting symptoms you were just like oh i need to be i maybe maybe i need to take this you know yes mm-hmm. as a, a you know proactive right. like awesome it's amazing yes it is amazing Ooh, well listeners of joette <laughs> i you know, Joette would caution you. She wants you to know that she's not recommending or Tina or I aren't recommending that you, you just test willy nilly. You know, Joette has said in her classes and in her podcast that she's been in situations where she's been in the hospital parking lot. And even clients of her have, when they have food allergies and they want to test it, they'll sit in the emergency room parking lot with their remedy kit, a deck of cards, and you know, they'll test or they'll deal with what they're dealing with if it was already happening and they had a yes. and, and watch the homeopathy do its thing. And if for whatever reason, you're not selecting the right remedies or whatever, you have that fallback yeah. just in case. Right. We don't ever want to live without our hospitals and our synthetic drugs mm-hmm. to have in an emergency situation, right. but it will never be my first choice. It mm-hmm. is going to be my last resort. Right. And that's how it should be. That's amazing. So I want to know now, now that you've done so much better, have you gone back and done any more labs on, on all your food allergies? Cause you had like, you lit up, you lit up like a Christmas tree, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I, if that's another infuriating aspect about today's insurance involvement with the medical field. And, mm-hmm. um, I have specifically asked my doctor if he would go through and do my blood tests on all the foods that I am sensitive to. And at last count, it was 22. Right. And he said, no. And I asked why. And he said, because the insurance company contacted him and he had to write up a complete report and send in all my paperwork to justify why I have cost them so much money in the last year and that they will not spend any more money on me. And so he cannot order blood tests, which infuriates me because he can order blood tests every four four times a year at a regular visit to check my triglycerides, my blood pressure and everything else. But for me to specifically request for my food allergies, no, I've been denied. 
Well, that's ridiculous because it it's almost like he could, but he doesn't want to do all the paperwork that comes with it. I mean, boy, that to me personally, I, I have a great doctor who is, I mean, not that your doctor isn't great. Yes. But, um, I, my doctor, if I tell him I need this and this and this, and this is why, and, and you know, and I'm not crazy. I have a logical reason for it. He says, yeah, I think you do need that. And he goes and he does it. And I'm, and I'm, thank you so much. That's what I need you for. Yes. <laughs> actually, right. um, my friends have been telling me that there are these discounted labs that you can send in requisitions yourself, directlabs.com. I need to write this down. Yes. Directlabs.com and any labs. I think you could just Google any labs. And this is in the U.S. I don't know, you know, if you're out of the country, what the situation is, but these are labs that you don't need a doctor to send in the requisition that you can order the requisition and then go to a, a local like lab and then, you know, uh, I, thank I you so much. I am dying to know, you know, I, I mean, I know I'm dying to get it in writing because I have proof when he first took my blood results and my levels are in writing from a lab dated. And then three months later, uh, when we took it after the homeopathy and it had dropped by two thirds and a half on right. just two of the 22 foods. Mm -hmm. I want to further this and to see where my almonds are now. Right. You know? Yeah. Because clearly you're not reacting to them. And now I don't know if these labs actually do all labs or if, or if they don't do only some of them, but it would be worth investigating to see if they do your, your allergies. So that would be cool. Also, there's um, one more thing I just thought you should know and listener, Joette's listeners should know is about alternative healthcare companies. It's not exactly a healthcare company. They're called health sharing. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's basically finding a way to pay for your medical bills should you need them. And so you're sharing among other members the cost and it's, it's a totally different model and it exempts you from Obamacare if you, if you sign up for them. And there's a big one called uh, Good Samaritan Ministries, I think. But there's some that are kind of Christian-related, and there's some that are not so much. But um, it's just an interesting thing to look into if you're um, – Yes. Especially if, if some people don't even have health insurance, you know. Right. So, anyways, and I think it's great for families who, like us, who have – means to address common illnesses and they're not rushing to the doctor for every little thing, you know, and it's just a really great, um, backup. And then also sometimes I kind of fib to my doctor when I need, when I need to get some <laughs> labs done, you know, that I, that I am worried that he or she may not want to do. And this is before I have the doctor that I have now, but I remember when I had strep throat, and I got really sick from it. And, you know, obviously the first time the strep throat came back positive and it was my first big experience with homeopathy. And I wanted to know if the strep was really gone or if it was just symptomatic, like if my symptoms were better, but the strep was still there. And so I went to my, my doctor and I knew, I knew that the doctor at the time would not do the labs for me. And I said, oh, I'm having really painful sore throat, which wasn't true. And, you know, I had strep recently. Could you swab again? You know, kind of a fib. But it's okay, right? <laughs> Isn't it terrible that they paint you into a corner that you have to do that? You got to do what you got to do. To... I know. Yeah, I know. So it's no fun. So um, tell us, Tina, which courses have you taken of Joette's? Well, the Good Get Bad Get course, Feminopathy, 
I've taken those courses. I buy absolutely every book and any journal or anything, you know, she recommends. But those are the two courses that I've taken so far. I call the Good Gut, Bad Gut course Joette's flagship course. It's, yeah. it's really a great introduction to kind of chronic health issues in general. But you have not taken allergic then. <laughs> no, because sadly, I, it, it was in October, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have a daughter that has two toddlers who needed a knee replacement, and I was caring for the kids, and then yeah. the holidays, and we were traveling, and I just, I wanted to so badly because there's nothing like going through the course. Right. It's wonderful to have backup information or to be able to go online and read about it and engage in it later. But to do the one-on-one, -on -one, you get so much more out of it. And I miss that. Right. What, the, you mean the live one where she Yes, lives. the live mm -hmm. one. Yes. Anytime you get an opportunity to sit live with Joette Calabrese, drop everything and do it. You're right. I couldn't agree with you more. She... Well, She's a wealth of knowledge. And what she has done, you know, to dedicate the last three decades or more into homeopathy and to be, you know, traveling to the other side of the world to educate herself further, to bring back to us is immeasurable. I have incredible respect and, and I'm so proud of her. Yeah, I agree. We are very lucky. What she has done for just America and, and the people... Um, that have access to her thanks to the internet, I agree, has been such a blessing. Changed, changed a lot of lives for sure. Yes. So we don't have a lot of time left, but I did want to, to ask you um, if you've had any success helping other people, because that's really what Moms with Moxie is about too, is blessing the lives of those around you. You know, anyone who you mother or who you have access to nurturing and helping. So tell us about that. Well, I have a large family and a large group of friends and, and people are hearing me. I was in the hospital three times in, in three months and inquiring and asking questions. And uh, so now all of a sudden I have the attention of those around me that have medical issues. And I have a grandson who's nine years old that has been diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And the teachers are telling my daughter he needs to go on Ritalin or something and to help him focus. And my daughter desperately did not want him on Ritalin because she's heard so many horror stories about these kids that lose their personalities and they're like not engaged anymore. And she just didn't want that for her son. And so she asked what we could do in homeopathy. And fortunately, uh, we were able to get him in with Joette, and he, it was a really critical timing for him because he was in third grade at the time, and you have to pass three state tests throughout the year to be able to go on to the fourth grade. And he had wow. flunked the first two, and he was getting ready to take the third. And so all of a sudden, it's very important for him to pass and we put him on the uh, remedy for uh, ADHD for focusing. He took the state exam. He passed that state exam. He was in the slow reading group in third grade. He passes the state exam. He goes on to fourth grade and he is, has a B in reading now. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. 
and, and his personality has blossomed. The teachers adore him. They say that he's the sweetest thing, that he helps all the other students, that he's not a zombie like those that are taking mm -hmm. synthetic drugs. And mm -hmm. now they're inquiring about it. What yeah. did you put this kid on? And I have teachers that are saying, my mom has this condition. My sister has that condition. What can you do for, for my family? And so now they're inquiring with me about this home study course. And I'm planning on the, the study yeah. group class. Good. Yes. yes. I have a granddaughter who was three months old. My daughter called me crying out of control one night because she had labor breathing. She took her into the doctor's office. The doctor said there's nothing they can do for her. Go home. She'll be fine. It got worse throughout the evening. And so uh, with Joette's, uh, consulting with Joette, we found uh, a breathing treatment for her. And within three months' time, her conditions are all settled, and she appears to be a normal, healthy baby again. No more. So you, you did a homeopathic protocol for her. And Correct. no more late-night calls from your daughter crying, freaking out because your granddaughter can't breathe. Exactly. That's amazing. So how long for, you know, kids tend to respond a little bit, you know, not always, but they tend to respond a little quicker than adults. For your grandson with the ADHD, what was that situation like? How long? Immediate. Wow. I mean, Joette nailed it. It, wow. it was an immediate reaction. The child just became calmer and more focused within a week's time. That's amazing. And that's not always what happens, but that's but it happens. <laughs> yes, but it happens. Right. And she has said to me before that sometimes the most severe symptoms have the quickest correction. That's true. If you nail that uh, remedy the first time. Very true. And, and with him, we did. Now he's playing basketball. He's uh, into karate. He, you mm. know, it's just he's a different boy. He's happy. He's settled. He's, it, it, I, it makes me want to cry. I know. You know, to know that that I had a positive impact in the his DNA, right, right, in the rest of his life, and that is the legacy that we moms with Moxie are hoping to have that kind of a legacy for our family instead of being remembered for oh your grandma had really bad allergies that's where you get it from <laughs> yeah and you just settle for it. Yeah, You know, and I, I will say it's very frustrating uh, at times because not everybody buys into it in the family. Mm -hmm. You know, some people think it's a placebo. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, how can this little white pill have such a, a massive impact in such a short period of time? Right. It, you know, so that can be quite frustrating sometimes. Right. Yeah, that is frustrating. And you can't blame them to some degree because sometimes it, it comes too easily to them. The struggle that you went through, the stress, the anxiety, the sorrow with your health, it, you know, Joette has said you need to get through the eye of the needle, basically gone through hell and back to yeah. figure out what you figured out. And now you value it. And, you know, sometimes if it comes too easily, you just sometimes don't appreciate it. Yeah, you forget how, how serious it was when, when it's corrected so easily. All I can tell people is I know what I've been through. Mm -hmm. I know that I used to be a healthy, professional, you know, I used to average six flights a week. I mean, I was out in the world and I was making right. things happen. And now all of a sudden I'm shriveled up and I'm out of control and I'm waiting to die to being alive and healthy and in control again. Right. 
that's all I can tell you. I will never doubt for a moment that homeopathy did not correct. I don't know if it's correcting the flora in my gut. That's what I suspect. Right. It's yeah, enabled me. Possible. We don't know exactly, but whatever it is. Yes. And then tell us about your, your granddaughter real quick. She had chronic illness all the time and had the breathing struggle. How long before she really turned around? Well, she was just a baby and, you know, she, we didn't know how much, you know, was a normal from her big sister bringing home coughs and, and mm -hmm. things from preschool. But within a three month period of time, she was not having the labored breathing issues that kept my daughter up at night, calling me crying, running mm -hmm. her to the doctor, pleading for help. Right. She hasn't had that in well over a year now. Those days are gone. Right. But about three months. Three months. Very good. Three, three or so months. Very good. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, and my husband. Yes, has, tell us about him. He has terrible food issues or had terrible food issues. We would have to come home directly after a, a meal in a restaurant because his stomach was so upset. And now he knows immediately, next vomica. Done. You know, or if he gets a headache, belladonna. Or if he, he gets the cracked skin uh, in the winter months that are so painful and bleed on his fingernails, he knows petroleum. Uh, when, when he gets poison ivy gardening out in the yard, he is a mentor to inner city kids. Mm -hmm. And he does a lot of it through gardening and basketball. This is how he engages them and he teaches them work ethics and, and teamwork and commitment and dedication. And we had a young uh, guy that was working in the, in the yard with my husband. And he had terrible allergies to everything out in the yard. He came in the house and was covered in poison ivy all up and down his forearms. And I immediately gave him the uh, anacardium. Mm -hmm. uh, he took that immediately. And within 20 minutes, it was gone. Wow. And i got to tell you, I used to get poison ivy so badly, I'd have it for eight weeks. And it would literally drip, drip. From my arm, it was so bad. It was embarrassing. You couldn't cover it up. You couldn't go out in public. You couldn't itch it. I mean, it was horrible. And this boy was relieved within 20 minutes of taking it. My husband, same thing. I'll never know because I don't get it anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. My homeopathy has eradicated that from me. Wow. I know. Now, I don't go well, out. Some people are it. sensitive to poison ivy, and some people can touch it, and they don't get sick, you know, a rash or whatever. Yes. Well, I'm here to tell you that this will take care of it within 20 minutes. I've seen right. it with my own eyes. So this boy's mom is now calling me. What do you have for this thing? What do you have for that? I love you, it. Yes. That's amazing. And that's what Joe says. You want people to know about this. You want yeah. to share it. You just, hey, I read articles in the newspaper and I read how these lovely people are out helping others, yet they, they can't do it anymore because of these health issues. And I want to get their name and their phone number and call them and say, <laughs> all you have to do is do this. Or, you know, yes, it's yes. really hard not to reach out to strangers and say, mm -hmm. you don't have to be suffering. I've walked down that road and this is what improved my life. It, it's just, you want, I, I want to just yell it to the world. I know. I joke all the time. It's like being a homeopathy missionary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I want that to be my legacy. 
Right. I, I mean, I have bought every kit that Joette has offered and bought it for my children and left some to my grandkids. I oh mean, my gosh. yes, that's really how, because I believe, I know that back in the 1940s, homeopathy was a normal practice in the United States mm -hmm. and big pharma had the funding stopped for homeopathy and that's when it died in the united states right. it is widely used around the world the the queen of england takes it the pope takes it right. and i don't know that we'll ever be able to beat big pharma so i'm just trying to scarf up as much as it, of it as i can for those around me that are in desperate need yes to be prepared i i own four kits going on five and and I want, and lots and lots of single remedies. And you're right. It doesn't go bad. You can't mm -hmm. go wrong. You never know what life you're going to be able to change with it. It's all good. Exactly. So in closing, I, I know you wanted me to ask you this question. How do you feel about Joette? What do you think of Joette? She's an angel on earth. And I recommend to any listener that any opportunity you get to listen to Joette Calabrese, you just stop what you're doing and you pay attention. Anything that she posts on her website, any email that you're fortunate enough to get from her staff, you print it out, you keep it, you share it, and be grateful and treat it with respect because she has a movement that is going across this nation that is going to free us from big pharma and solve these health issues that are life-threatening that we are told by mainstream that there is no cure and that's not the truth. I'm living proof of it. I just hope to God that she continues to get the blessing of the internet so that we can get the word out and we can learn from one another under her umbrella and take it seriously. She really is a gift from God and the movement is real. Well, that is a wonderful um, testimony and I don't think Joette could get it from a better person. So you, you do, you make it sound like you know, and it is so great. It's like the, the emancipation of health, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Tina. You're delightful. I love to hear your stories and your experiences, and I'm so glad you found homeopathy in Joette. Well, I, ditto. I, I, I couldn't be more grateful. I couldn't have more respect, and I am, um, you know, delighted to share my story, and I hope it helps. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>